This is the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by The Peers Project. Hello, peers. Welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast. Peers speaking, peers listening. This is a conversation for you. I'm your host, Michelle Akidanor, founder of The Peers Project, millennial entrepreneur, world traveler, podcast expert, and forever your fellow passionate peer. Each week, I invite inspiring millennial entrepreneurs from around the globe to chat with me. No filters, just real talk, peer-to-peer. Together, we unpack what it takes to go your own way and why there's nothing better. As always, thank you for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, please do pass it on. The more peers, the merrier. Welcome back to another episode of the Peers to Peers podcast. Today's app is headed to Asia as we sit down with Christy Ding. Christy is the co-founder of Brand Catalyzer, a full-service marketing agency specializing in cross-border and cross-cultural marketing strategies for brands wanting to expand into the Asian, specifically Chinese market. With a pragmatic mindset and youthful voice, Christy reflects on the year that changes everything, overcoming her introverted tendencies and the art of self-improvement. For those of you who haven't yet, make sure to take a screenshot of this episode right now, post it to your Instagram story and tag us at The Peers Project so that other peers out there can benefit from the wisdom of these incredible millennial entrepreneurs. Okay. Without further ado, welcome, Christy. Christy, welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast. We're so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Of course. You know, you and I connected recently via LinkedIn and and when I looked into you and all of the amazing work that you're doing and and marketing and and advertising and and whatnot, I knew I had to have you come on the show. So I really appreciate you taking the time. No problem. Yeah, thank you. And uh, it's really good to really um, have a chance to share my stories and also meet new people if (laughs) I believe there will be people that are on the same page. And uh, yeah, I'd love to chat with more people. I love that. Amazing. So look, for those of us who don't know who you are and what you do, tell us a little bit about yourself. Great, yeah. So I'm Christy Ding and I'm the co-founder of the Brand Catalyzer, which is a full-service um, marketing agency that we specialize in cross-border and the cross-cultural uh, side and uh, pretty much focus on the Australian and the Southeast Asia, especially China market. Um, so we work with Australian business that who has capability or needs to expand their brand and services or product to uh, to China and uh, Southeast Asia market. So our team is really stepping at the very early stage to work with the brand and also the uh, the team to to really do the market research, competitor analysis, and uh, do a lot of front work research and then help them to develop a go-to-market strategy. And, uh, of course, the team will continue working with the brand to implement all the strategies and the plans that we have 
planned um, before. And yeah, so it's really make sure that the brand is on the right track to the uh, market where they um, are planning to, for example, China. Oh, I love it. And, you know, I did a bit of studies in, in, in China back in the day at Shanghai, um, which was lots oh, of fun. Nice. But, you know, I think I can't wait to dive deeper into your agency and, and what you're doing. Um, but before we do, I'd love to start with a question that I've often found to be very insightful and revealing. And that is, where did you grow up? And how has this impacted the choices you've made in your life and in your career so far? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in China. I came to Australia when I was 16, went to the boarding school. So I pretty much lived my uh, lived by myself from 16. So half of my life is spent in Australia. <laughs> so very different from the normal um, people, I, I think. But uh, I do found there's a, a great group of, I mean, like a bigger number of the people sharing a similar background with me, like international students. So we all come from different backgrounds and start a new life in uh, Australia or new country. So, yeah, this is my background. Um, yeah, so your question, like, how does the uh, impact of my choice of become who I am today? I think it's really different. I'd also come across with experience and the people who I met and also uh, the work experience before I started my business. I think every component actually changed or shaped me um, of every single decision that I made um, up to today. So, but like my family is not, I don't grow up, I didn't grow up in a business family. Like my dad is a geologist uh, working for a company and my mom is an accountant. So it's always have the mindset of working for a company, like for the entire life. Uh, I never thought about uh, starting my own things uh, ever until 2017. So it's a huge change. I'm a huge decision for me to really set my life different from what I projected was. Mm. So, so interesting. And I just... I find it, I love asking that question because of this, like, you know, because of, I think it really shows kind of who you are now and, and kind of your thinking behind the, kind of what's led you to where you are now. And it's so interesting that, as you said, you know, this wasn't your, what you thought for your life or for your career, you know, you were kind of like, okay, great. Well, I'll just like go work at a company like everyone else. And you did that, you know, what, what advice would you give to our peers out there listening who maybe they've got kind of that strict plan for themselves? You know, I'm going to go to university and I'm going to go get a really great job and that's it. Except maybe they're feeling like it's not quite right. What advice would you give to them? I think my advice would be try thing, try different things until you figure out what you're really good at it. Because I've been living in the Pretty much my teenager life has been very, uh, be a good student, a good daughter, and never do something that outside of the box, pretty much. But um, ever since uni, I realized that I never tried bungee jump, for example. I never tried that thing. So I kind of like realized that there's a lot of things that I've missed out in my life. So I started to try everything that I've never seen, never known and never done. And then gradually I realized 
it's I, I think it's a good experience for me to exploring myself rather than just doing this. So after those experiences that I realized what I'm really good at and uh, what I feel passionate about it. So I think my advice would be, yeah, try new things and uh, don't just sit there and wait until the opportunity to, to come to you. You need to really find those opportunity and also open your radar to receive those information rather than just living the way that you supposed to live there's a no such thing called suppose so yeah yes yes those of you obviously it's a podcast you guys can't see me but I am nodding my head ferociously it's just (laughs) absolutely I could not agree more and I think it's just so important So talk to us a bit about the first time that you really stepped out. You know, that first time that you said, you know, as a teenager, you didn't really do much. You was kind of like, I'm going to stay in my little box and I'm good with that. You know, when was, do you remember kind of one of the first times that you stepped out and did something a little bit different? Um, I think, well, in terms of the working side, that the first um, step that I made out is to, I think when I was in uni, the second year of the bachelor um, degrees, and I reached out to one of my dad's colleagues. Uh, of course, I got my dad's approval for that. Um, so I asked her, saying, do you have any assistant in your company that I'm I would love to be your assistant and uh, do anything for free. Uh, it's really for a learning experience. So, and she was um, really happy to take me on board and uh, became her little assistant that just followed her all around the company. Yeah, so that was my first step that really stepped out, um, get out from my comfort zone because uh, I used to be a very introvert person. I'm very shy. I would shake like all my body is shaking if I speak to a stranger. But that was really the first step to being in that position. I pushed myself further and further to really try say, yes, I actually can do this. I do, although I still get nervous when I speak to strangers, but I make peace with myself that I accept that that's just normal, but I really want to do this. I just keep doing it. Yeah, so I think that was my first step to really step out um, out of my comfort zone and uh, do something that I've never tried and uh, I don't even know I'm good at it or not. Um, but the whole experience was really good. Um, and uh, because of that experience, that gave me a really good foundation and also a production of how the business would be should be running uh, at the younger age. I think that's little seed has planted in my heart at a very early stage um, because during that whole time although I I don't really remember anything that I've done during that time but I do remember everything that I've observed from people that who how they talk how they hold meetings how they dress up and uh, how they behave within the whole corporate environment so yeah I think that was um the first seed. <laughs> oh, we love those first seeds. I think it's, yeah, I think it's just so interesting. And I think, you know, sometimes we can be so hesitant, as you said, you know, 
however long, seven, eight, nine years ago now, you were like so scared to even talk to anyone. And now you're sitting on a podcast and you're like a yes. 30 under 30 <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> it's all happening for you. You know, I think what advice would you give to our peers out there listening who feel like they are way too nervous and way too scared to step outside of the box and go outside of their comfort zone? Yeah, I think I I guess like as a human being that we care what other people think about us. If I made any mistake, they all they might think I'm a really stupid person. If I'm um yeah, so I think we care too much about what other people think about you. Of course it doesn't mean that uh, we shouldn't care. We but my advice would be we care less because for example, if you made a mistake in the meeting, people probably will forget in in next five minutes or so. But for you or for myself, that I will think for another month and worry about what they would think about me. But eventually those problems are caused by ourselves. So, yeah, we shouldn't pay too much time or attention to worry about what other people think about you. But as long as you actually doing it, it's a step up. And uh, the more you do, the better you will get. It is all come to the experience and uh, the confidence. And uh, if you're good at something, then you feel 100% on it. Doesn't matter what other people say. You are the speak person of this. Uh, yourself pretty much so yeah (laughs) spokesperson of ourselves that is actually just so well said and I think you know I I was actually having a chat the other day and we were talking about this it's you know if if it's not you speaking up about you then who else is going to do it you know it really is up to us to kind of step up get it have our voices heard and and put ourselves out there I love it absolutely (laughs) I love it Amazing. So I want to talk a little bit about those, I think it was about seven years in media or marketing. You know, you went kind of different companies across, you did from like, you know, media marketing straight to Chinese marketing before you ended up starting your company. Talk to us a little bit about that time there. I think one of the organizations you were at for a while was Performic um, Australia. Talk to us a little bit about how you navigated through the corporate world, what that time was like for you, how you kind of climbed the ranks while you were there. Yeah. So Performix was my first um, full-time job. I think that was the starting point of my career in the advertising industry. Although that previously I had like a casual or part-time job in a different role, but it's not really a proper full-time job that you know, it's really different. But um, so I did as an entry-level like specialist in the performance. So before the company called Performance, there was actually called First Click Consulting. So that business was a independent digital marketing agencies back in 10 years ago. Not many digital agencies in the market that are available for brand or for company to, to partner with. And so just focusing on the digital paid advertising. So I was really lucky that I got into that company and started with a um, very basic entry-level role. And I was there for three years and start um, and then from specialist became uh, account manager and then work as account manager for three 
or actually two and a half years, uh, worked with a different brand that from small to medium size and also then moved to the premium brands like Medibank, Enza and also lots of other premium brands. So the whole experience was amazing and uh, I was really lucky that I had a really good manager and also the boss so um, the boss at that time within our chapter so he was even to today he was probably one of the most amazing person I ever met in the advertising industry not because his uh, capability but also his very inspiring leaders taught me a lot not only from the work itself but how to actually become a better person so that was amazing experience within the within the company I worked with a different client and a different um, media channels so that's that's my foundation of my career that enabled me to grow further and I moved to other company worked with a different role but that three years um, definitely set me uh, a good uh, foundation and then I moved on from Performix to another agency to try a different roles, uh, different um, perspective of the agency's job. And all of the experience, I love it. And uh, e- like make me even sure about the choice I made, which is continue my career in this industry. Yeah, so I, I think this is a really interesting um, thing. And I think I was lucky because one, I remember – my dad taught me when uh, when I graduated, his advice to me was really lucky if you can find something that you're passionate about when you started your career because he only found out his career passion uh, at his uh, late 40s. So if you can really figure out what you're passionate about, then that was a really lucky thing. So I think I was really lucky to to find out what I'm good at and what I'm loving it. Oh, I love it. (laughs) And I think your dad's advice is absolutely spot on. You know, what, how can we figure out what we're passionate about? How can we find our passion? Yeah, that's really a good question that I actually got asked by a lot of um, people like from the team and also from the people I met. I think what, the first step is to experience because you will never know uh, if you are good at it, if you are passionate about without actually knowing what it is. So as the first step is to try different things, as I mentioned previously, try things that you've never known, never seen, never heard about, um, and then to narrow down the focus of your choices so pretty much um for example in the early stage that you have a hundred choice and then after a round of the experience that you just narrow down into uh, 80 choices and then you keep narrowing down keep narrowing down just to really finding maybe the top 10 choices that are available to you but of course you need to improve your skill set you need to improve yourself to be able to have those opportunity but yeah, it's both sides. Go experience and uh, at the same time improving yourself because nothing's come down to um, being, uh, no opportunity will come to you if, if you are not ready for it. Mm. I love it. And I actually. I just couldn't agree more. I think you said that so well, you know, experience, and then you've actually just kind of keep improving yourself in the process. You know, 
Was there something that you kind of did? Was there to, to kind of better yourself in it? So even though you were absolutely, you were loving marketing, you were loving this role, you were like, this is my jam. I love this. What was it something you did to actually improve your skills during that time? I think study is a always something that we need to do, like self improvement. Either go to a uh, like a sign up a course or uh, reading books. I found reading books is um, amazing, and it's the most cost efficient way to learn something. Yes, <laughs> it's funny it's nice that I talk about conversation. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Like. The knowledge that you can get from a book, like you pay for 20 bucks and the knowledge that you received is amazing. They can benefit for your entire life. So I think that is something that I always recommend people to read, regardless what book that you are reading, uh, as long as it's something that can help you to improve. Reg- uh, maybe it's from technical skill or maybe from personal skill or any anything that you will definitely be, uh, feel benefit from reading. So yeah, and also talk to people from different industry. Like talking, like I love meeting people, and also I love talk with people and learn from each other because everyone's life is different. There's always something that you can learn from others. Mm. So let's talk a little bit about, I want to talk a little bit about the business and the transition. So, you know, you mentioned earlier that your parents, it like wasn't in your family to go off and start a business. It was very much like you have a job and that's what you do. And you did that and you loved it and you were good at it. You know, why the need to start your own company? And can you talk to us a little bit about kind of maybe the tough decision or, or what it was like to actually have to quit and then start your business? Well, there was a point of time um, that I need to make a decision for this business that I had a co-founder, Hazel. So we've been uh, friends for years, like maybe 10 years, and we've been always chatting, chatting. And in 2017, that we had a conversation about starting something ourselves because she wasn't really happy about her work at that time. And uh, I was funding challenges of moving to the next level at my company. And then so we had a chance, so why don't we start something ourselves? And also I've proven that there's a demand for the services that we're providing in the market. So that was the initial conversation. And then at that time, I also got um, an offer from Google. (laughs) And that was the probably hardest decision that I need to make um, at that time. And I talked with my parents and my parents are saying, oh, no, Raina, you like, of course, you choose Google <laughs> to something that's safe and that you can say um, pretty much you will, pro- you will stay there for another five years or 10 or maybe forever. And it's a, it's a really good company to work with. And, uh, yeah, so I, I totally agree. But there's some, like, there's this voice inside of me saying that, if you don't try now, you will regret. And uh, if you fail this time, you can always find another job. And eventually, if you want to work for Google, you can try your try harder to to go back to Google. So that that's the voice that to myself at that time. So then I decided to start the company with um, my friend Hazel. So after all this discussion, but I I was afraid to tell my parents at that time. So I told them. Four months later, when I say the company is actually doing okay. 
Yeah. By the way, guys, I just decided uh, four months ago that, um, yeah. you know, that I was going to start my business. Yeah. <laughs> oh too my much. Goodness. You know, I just think it's so bold what you did. You know, I think so many of us can be stuck in in our careers and we feel like we're not moving to the next level or we feel like this isn't what we were meant to do at all and we just stay there, you know. Why do you think we stay there and how can we get better at listening to that voice inside our heads? I think um, sometimes there, or I do also have people uh, and friends that I know that they stayed at a company for 10 years, 20 years, or pretty much entire of their life. Like, this is also fine. It's their choice. But um, some people prefer that choice, which um, by all means that I respect that and also it's good for them. But I would say that sometimes that people do want to change, but they are lacking of the uh, kick of the decision. It's just because they are too comfortable with what they are uh, be at, like the environment, the people they know, the company. So they are very familiar with the whole process. They do not want to change because they know if change, they will be. They need to start something from scratch, or they need to learn a lot of new things and uh, they might not um, be the best performer of the company or so there's a lot of reason but it all comes down to the comfortable zone so if they are leaving the comfort- comfortable zone for too long it would be really hard to change that pattern or change pretty much People don't want to change. And everyone wants to live in a very happy um, bubble life. No one wants challenge. No one wants difficulties, to be honest. So I think that's the situation that we are uh, facing. And, uh, yeah, like I always, I also get com- like uh, comfortable with sometimes that I do not want to change. But um, I, I keep pushing myself. There's a lot of way that makes me feel like, okay, I do need to change. Um, like sometimes I, when I talk to people, I realize that I am not familiar with that area, So, which means that I need to spend more time to really understand how the industry works and also to, to, to really open up my, my window to get more fresh air in. So there's a like I think the nature of the business here because we're dealing with a lot of industry different different people from uh, different industry and the business very diverse from FMCG to technology company to property company so all of the in- industry it's totally different one to another and uh, our job is we need to understand that industry within a very short period of time and also be the expert to give the guidance of the, uh, for the brand and also for the company to, to take the baby step of telling them uh, what needs to be done in the next five years, three years, and uh, what sort of the things that we need to be aware of, what's the risk and what's the benefit. So it's just keep pushing me to learn new things and to change myself, to absorb new uh, knowledge. And uh, so I think this is, Another reason why I love the job that I'm doing, I constantly receiving new information, constantly learning new things, meeting new people, learning new channels, new industries. So that makes me happy and that makes me feel fulfilled after the day rather than 
back in time when I was uh, working at the company as an account manager, um, like your job description was really uh, black and white and set there. There's a no uh, like external thing that you can do. So you pretty much finish the job and and go home. So that was my day. There's very limited uh, opportunity for me to get exposed of other knowledge or industry. But I was comfortable at that time, but I wasn't um, really happy because I feel like I'm not improving. Yes. Oh my goodness. Sorry. I'm just nodding my head and taking it all in. <laughs> I, I actually, sorry, you just said something that just resonated so strongly with me that you were comfortable, but you weren't happy. You know, you weren't fulfilled. And I think that is just, just so, so key. You know, I think it's that fulfillment piece that we may be missing. How can we figure out or find that fulfillment piece? How how can we, you know, make sure that we are actually feeling fulfilled, even if we don't want to go off and start a business, even if we just want to start a side hustle or we want to stop it, like change careers, you know, or maybe it is that we want to start a a new company, you know, how can we make sure that it's actually going to fulfill us? Um, there's a theory that I read a couple of years back. Um, it's called life will. So within the life will, there's a, a couple of components within that will is family, love, which is the romantic, uh, romantic finance. And then it's uh, education. And then is your attitude. So within that whole wheel, so if you reach each of the component at the same level, then your wheel will roll faster. But if you're lacking one of the component, that you can't really move anywhere. So I think the fulfillment or happiness pretty much related to those components which means that we need to grow as a human or individuals, that we need to grow together at the same time across all those will. You need to take care of your own health. You need to take care of uh, your, your family, your personal development, and your finance, your relationship, and uh, your career. So everything, you need to con- constantly think about it and also to look at what styles that you can do to improve and after you achieved all of them you will feel a fulfillment mm. I love that I love this idea of this like a wheel of like you know fulfillment and I think yeah. it is just so important it, 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 like you know it, just when I hear that I just think about like the holistic approach you know, and I think sometimes, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we can get a bit blindsided or we can just kind of only look at the business or only look at the work side of things, you know. What would, you know, have, have you experienced that? Has there been a time for you where it's just been so challenging, so overwhelming that it's almost like taken over your life? And how did you navigate through that time? I think this year has been a um, special year for everyone, (laughs) especially for the business. So I was a little bit panicked at the beginning of the COVID or the lockdown things happened. So that was the time that I feel like, oh, my God, this is I wasn't believing that it was actually happening. So it took me a couple of weeks to uh, accept this is this. This is the fact that we just need to deal with. Um, so 
yeah, so that was the time that I found a little bit of challenge and also there's nothing else that I can do about it because at the early this year that we had a really a lot of plan that we plan early year won't be able to achieve. So that was the challenging part of I think this year. And uh, because of that, like everyone working from home and uh, my life is pretty much just about work because there's nothing else that we could do. <laughs> everyone work from home and uh, we end up with working from the moment that I open my eyes and also uh, work until the night when I feel sleep, uh, sleepy. So I just move myself from the workstation to the bed, which is probably four years away. So my life pretty much this year has been just about work. Um, kind of like I lost the balance between the life or the work or any other thing. So there's nothing else outside work um, for a very long period of time from April till last month, I guess. Um, after two months uh, lockdown and working from home, I realised that there's a lot of time that I can just be with myself and to start thinking, start planning. So that was the time that for me this year really thought about myself and caring about my, like, really listen to the voice that I had with to myself. What do I want to do and uh, what what's my vision for the business? So I really appreciate that the time that just being alone and really think through those things. And then turned out to be I had a good time with myself to really thought about the things that I pretty much haven't really got time to think about before. And it helped me to set a really good foundation for next year's plan. So now we have a really clear vision for next year, what we're going to do. We pick it up the thing that we missed out of this year, but how can we reposition ourselves to be a better player in the market? So, yeah, everything I wouldn't say is a waste, but I did had time for the business and I had time for myself to be with myself. I love that. And I think, you know, before 2020, it's almost like we forgot to even how to be with ourselves and how to, how to navigate and when it's just us, you know? And so I love that, that for you, you know, 2020 was really that time for you to kind of reflect and, and take a moment. I love it. Oh my goodness, Christy, you and I could chat all day long. I find this absolutely interesting, but as we start to wrap up, I, I just want to take a few minutes, you know, over the last kind of two years in business that now you've really gone from strength to strength. You've received a lot of recognition for your work. Most recently, you won the BNT 30 Under 30 Entrepreneur Award. So, so amazing. You know, what are three key pieces of advice that you would share with our peers out there listening that you wish you got when you were just starting out? I uh, that's really good question because I was actually thinking about and thinking about that and reflecting myself of this year because I'm turning 30 this year and uh, I was like writing my diary what else that I could done better if I came back to my 20s (laughs) pretty much so I think the first one would be again like read more I wish I could read more at younger age because back then uh, everyone loves going out, um, meeting friends, playing with, yeah, outside pretty much. But I wish I could have a more, spend more time on ratings and uh, reading the thing that I 
would definitely benefit um, to me at this stage. Um, so I think reading is a good habit to have. It's a it's a lifetime lifetime thing, I think. So yeah, if I could go back, I would read more. And the second one is to meet more people, make more friends, make um, meet new people that totally different from you, from different country, from different background. It is really having a good conversation and then receive different perspective and also point of views because I, I really don't want myself to living a uh, in the box that just just coming out from the same perspective all the time. We need to really look out and also hearing other voices and uh, to improve yourself, I think, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I think the last one is to find a good mentor. I was really lucky. I had many mentors uh, along my uh, journey from uni to now. Um, people from different industry, different background, different experiences. I was really lucky that they accept me as a mentee. So I constantly talking to them. Having I, I have a lot of questions that keep asking them what what's their advice and uh, I think yeah that was just really amazing and really feel grateful of they are willing to spend time with me and uh, giving me advice um, because those are the things that I wouldn't be able to know unless I experienced so yeah talk to people I found a good mentor that will help you to to achieve a lot of things quicker mm. I love it. They're all so strong and so great. And yeah, so, so good. Amazing. So I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you, Christy, for the amazing work you've done and that you're doing for really showing us, you know, and particularly us kind of, you know, those of us who are still in our 20s that if we have if we want to actually go out there and do something different, it's okay. You know, we don't actually have to just follow that that you know, direct path and we can go against what other people are saying and actually end up pursuing what we really want to do. And for that, we really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for uh, listening. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Amazing. So the final question is how we finish every episode of the Peers to Peers podcast. And that is, what is the value of pursuing what you're most passionate about? I think, yes, yeah, that's the question that I keep asking myself all the time as well. The value that I believe is something that I, well, as the people who works in the advertising industry, I really do believe that we can change something. We can change people's perspective. We can change people's mindset about something and towards a better, better direction. For example, we work with many cosmetic brands and uh, our mission, like the value that I believe is we need to let people understand what the true beauty is. It's nothing about the the product that you're applying to yourself. It's not about how pretty the address that you got. It's about the confidence that and also the love that you give to yourself. So it's like the 
concept of the beauty, what we are delivering to our audience. So everything, every campaign that we're doing um, at Brand Calizer, that we do really hope that we can change something and change the community towards a better community. So that is the value that we believe. And also I personally really believe in it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I keep telling my team saying that never underestimate the power that you have a little copy a little uh, posters that you are doing will change something and we want to make sure that this um, the directions are something that we believe in and we really want to deliver that to our community yeah i love it oh christy it's been absolutely Awesome. Where can people learn more about you and your work? Yes, yeah, so um, I'm available on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn and also can find us on our website. Our company is called brandcatalyzer.com. So, yeah, we are everywhere pretty much. We are on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and, uh, yeah, connect me on LinkedIn and uh, drop me a note. I will be more than happy to have a chat with you. Amazing. We'll link them up in the show notes. Thanks so much again, Christy. It's been so awesome. And for everyone else listening, we will end with that. Peers, that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Peers to Peers podcast. We hope you've enjoyed your introduction to our latest guest peer and that you find them as gung-ho as we do which is our way of saying inspirational. For more, make sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or any app where podcasts are played and leave us a review. We produce with passion and it doesn't stop here. To see what else we're up to, visit thepeersproject.com or follow us on Instagram at thepeersproject. We'll have fresh, real talk for you next week, peers. Until then, if you need inspiration, look amongst your peers. <laughs>